Business Class, a podcast sponsored by the iBear MBA program of the USC Marshall School of Business. Expert insight into the world of business. This is Dick Drobnik. I'm the director of the USC iBear MBA program. In this episode of Business Class, we talk with Carlos Ugarte. Carlos, who's from Chile, graduated from the iBear program in 1990. And currently, he's head of corporate development for Sintra, one of the largest infrastructure developers in the world, headquartered in Madrid. Carlos says that Sintra is a patient investor, a firm with a very long time horizon. When business class spoke with Carlos Ugarte, he started in by explaining the powerful trend that is pushing Sintra's business strategy. The trend is that population keep growing. Uh, and into, you know, in the, from 2013 to 2030, one more billion people will be added to the world. And that uh, is going to happen no matter what you, what you do, no matter if, the, if we have a big um, financial crisis uh, that lasts for 10 years or no, it will happen. And, and, but to make things worse, that billion... All of it is going to urban areas. Carlos pointed out this growth, which will shift the population from 60% rural to 60% urban, is going to create a demand, a demand for infrastructure. Uh, I'm the global head for corporate business development. So I'm the one that uh, is uh, finding new business uh, for the company worldwide. Uh, putting that, those projects into uh, studying the projects, putting it together, and then beating them and winning them. And then when I win a project, uh, these are multi-billion dollar projects, uh, I, I, I pass the project back to the, the team that will make it happen. Uh, that will be uh, a toll road or will be uh, uh, another infrastructure asset. We started to work on the idea of patient equity. A project at Sintra, such as a new toll road, starts with planning. So we have to look ahead. And and we have to look ahead. And and also we have to look ahead in many, many aspects, in political aspects, in legal aspects, in... um, in uh, in demographic aspects uh, and 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 also in 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 trends and a large upfront investment from the company its partners and banks we put in front in the first 3 years a billion dollar of capital you know to build a 5 billion dollar asset and we will collect in 50 years out of that billion dollar, normally maybe half is ours, the other half is partners, and the four other billions are from banks. So everyone needs to get paid back, you know. So we need to look at assets that work, that will work. So, And it's easier to build a project that is going to be for 50 years that is solving a real transportation problem to people. Because by doing that, which is what I call the right thing to do, you know, the project itself it, it has an insurance because you are providing a solution to improve the quality of life of people. Time itself creates many issues. When you have a project that is 50 years, you're going to 
overcome many governments from many from many colors, many politicians. So what you want is that the users, you know, protect you. And when the user protected, when they get the service they deserve for what they pay for. And that's why when you do the right thing, you, you, you get to, to uh, pay and you get the money. To illustrate the complications that come with such long-term planning, he highlighted a project that is just starting in London. Now we're building a project in, in London, which has been awarded the $1.2 billion pounds. You know, you have to put uh, your equity up front. You have, to, you have to convince the bank to put the money, you know, and that's convinced out of your name. And then you will pay them in 40 years out of the, you know. So if, and in 40 years, you're going to have Tories, uh, Brexit, uh, no Brexit, you know. You're going to have many, many, many things coming, coming to, your, to your door. And you need to, you need to have that uh, overlook or, uh, or shield. That's... Then Carlos described the big picture his company sees a world in which very few cities are actually being built to take care of the residents' needs into the future. What is happening in our society is not being taken care or is being taken care in very few places in the world, and that will turn cities non-operational. You know? And when you have a non-operational city, you have a problem. We look at, say, city of Mexico, Sao Paulo, or Jakarta, and we say, oh, that's happening there, you know. There's 20 million people in the city of Mexico, 20-something in, in Sao Paulo. They don't have infrastructure. It's a mess, you know, in Jakarta, you know. No, this is happening in the U.S. right now, too. You know, it's happening in big cities like New York, like L.A., like San Francisco, you know. It's happening also in the developed world. Carlos took us back to the beginning. And then gave a real-world economics example of how using costs to send a signal can help solve the problem. I would say this is my, my term. I call it the subway for goods and services. You know, if, if you go back to the early 1900s, when the cities start to collapse for uh, population again, Remember, this is unstoppable. In the early 1900s, cities start to collapse with a lot of population moving to the cities. At that time, car ownership was very low. So what the, the, the governments did at that time, you know, they created or they uh, did the subway system. So you have the first one was London, then was Paris, and then was uh, Moscow and, and New York. He gave us a hands-on look at what is working and what isn't. And again, pointed out the importance of using price to send the right signal. But also, what they did, and that was the wrong incentive, and that was the big, big mistake, you know, is they created a, a network of highways to create the suburban cities. So what you did by doing that, you created an incentive to sprawl the cities. And a city like Clay in the 1900s, that was a 20-mile city, become a 300-mile city, okay? And, and people start moving out to these nice suburban cities, 
you know, with schools and a lot of things, and then they they start working, going to work, you know, in these highways that were free, and that aggravated the problem. The difficulty right now is that you cannot now move your way out building, uh, building subways because because it's highly inefficient, because the cities are too sprawl to to build that. It's too expensive to do that, you know. So what you need to do right now is is a different solution, and that's where you know, for example, Dallas came out with a very good solution, which is that uh, that we were the leaders on creating that uh, the the managed lane system network, which actually is what I I call again quote the the highway for goods and service. So this is a a network of highways that connect the city and by connecting the city with a, a variable price or dynamic price that guarantee you that you're always going to drive a minimum, minimum 55 miles per hour. By doing that, you send a signal. You know, the guys that wants to pay will hop into this one. The other ones that want to stay in traffic, they will they will go to the free lanes or some guys will go into the into into the same highways at different hours. So you will flatten the demand. And you send the right signal. If you want to live in a nice house with a lot of with a big with a big garden and a, you will have to pay for it. You know? Because because you are imposing an externality to the whole city. We asked wouldn't pricing cut out less affluent people? Remember what I said before. No matter what, no matter what we do, people will come and leave. So at the end of the day, the managed line system will work, but the other one, the the the, the free ones, will be stuck. So that's that's going to happen no matter what we do. So the second thing you need to do, the second layer, is to have a system of rapid buses that will run into this into these managed lanes. But you cannot put the buses before putting the lanes. You know, because if you put the buses before you put the lane, you have buses stuck in traffic. You see, and the, and the third layer, you know, and fourth, the first layer is what Singapore is doing, you know, and which is uh, a congestion charging for, for 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 that's for the last mile. You create that, and there in this congestion charging zone, you charge for coming in, but. Is wrong if you charge the same, like a tax, like they do it in London, twelve pounds per in. No, no, you have to charge depending on the amount of cars that are in. Because if you charge twelve pounds, okay, to come in, you're subsidizing Uber, because a guy from Uber comes, come in, makes all the rides, is 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 creating congestion, and is not paying for that congestion. So you have to charge for coming in and moving in. And, you know, for the, the miles you move in, and also depending on the time of the day, the charge will change. And all this is possible now with the technology we have. And then the final, the final layer, you know, uh, is and this this uh, Singapore has done it right. You know, is you have to decide how many cars you want inside. About pricing, you know, is the only way. We asked for one more example of pricing signals. 
And you say, oh, this is so capitalist. You're, you're too capitalist, you know. The poor people will never be able to drive or to move uh, into, the, into the cars. Well, as a matter of fact, that's completely wrong. First of all, sure, yes, I think pricing is the best thing to send the right incentive, you know, and, and because it's the only way you can, you can optimize the scarce resource you have, which is space, you know. Second, when, when you price it, you know, you, you collect. When you collect, if you do it right as a government, you collect a lot of money, and that money you can subsidize. What do you can subsidize? Uh, public transportation, the buses, subway lines, uh, other means of, of of transportation you can subsidize. You, so you, you you as a government have to do that, you know. But but you have to extract the most value out of the asset you have, and with the money you have, then see what are the needs depending on the on on your on your uh, social needs. And that's the important thing. This is not just for the people that have money. Carlos closed by giving an Econ 101 treatise. I live in Madrid, uh, about 500 feet from uh, a train station. Are very, uh, very good in Europe. Excellent. You know, and that station, that, that, uh, that, that uh, line takes me to the, the same building I work, okay? And instead of walking 500 feet that I maybe needed because I'm a little bit overweight, you know, I take my, uh, my BMW X5 and I drive to my, to, my, to my work. Why? Because they're not, they're not charging me anything, you know? And then when I'm driving through the city, on through through the through the highway, I see a bus full of people, you know, and my car is occupying half of the space of the car, of the bus. So I I not being, uh, I, the, no one has made me internalize the cost to that of using that space, that precious space. Uh, I would say the 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 the, the basic the, the basic they have ignored is that you have to put the uh, the right incentives through pricing and and maximize the value of your assets and then with the money you collect through a very clean and open competition uh, system that will bring lots of value engineering so you will maximize the value of the asset. Then, then you apply politics and you subsidize what, whatever you want to subsidize. It's not our business to work in political decisions. We are businessmen. You know, political decisions be done by politics. So if they want to subsidize um, subway, perfect. Light rail, perfect. Uh, um, um, rapid bus, perfect. But don't subsidize the rich, you know, to move in their cars or be, don't give the wrong incentives, you know, because you, because you have a scarce resource and you are the owner of the scarce resource. Government, you are the owner of that resource. Maximize its value. Business Class, expert insight into the world of business. The host, Dick Drobnik, producer, Pankaj Bhushan, director, Dan Griffin, web developer, Rick Pine, and I am Robin Garthwaite.